Well, since you're stuck at home and you've got nothing better to do, welcome to Phantom Nonsense. I'm Zach. I'm Goose. And I'm also Nolan. Oh. Ow. Oh. 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 Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do you want to go again? Huh? Do you want to give that another go? Why would I do that? That's the most honest we've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm not going to cut this, but welcome to Phantom Nonsense. I'm Zach. I'm good. I'm also no. Oh, my God. Uh, That's honest. Yeah. yeah. What, are we, what are we doing today, Zach? Um, I don't know. Um, honestly. Letting the unemployment set in? Yeah. Yeah, basically, I I feel like you guys probably, given you're more integrated into the American workforce more than I, more integrated into society than I than I am. So um, Goose is fucking essential. Yeah, I'm dying. I've traded Wait, really? my soul for money. Probably. Let's hope not. I mean. <laughs> I don't know how to... Sorry. I mean, I've gotten, like, several people coming in. Oh, I've gotten, like, several people sick. <laughs> Maybe. Coming in to Where the I ground. Work. Who, um, have papers from hospitals saying that they have been diagnosed with COVID-19. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we can say that you work at a pharmacy, right? Yeah. Yes. That's what we'll say. And uh, you, a pharmacy slash grocery, right? Is that what you're selling? Yeah. Is that a, it's more like a convenience store, though, isn't it? It's, it? it's a convenient pharmacy. It's a convenient yeah. farmer's grocery well, I mean, like, store we sell bakery. toys and food, and we do Candy. sell cigarettes. Yeah. So, like, Specifically jelly beans. Right. <laughs> so now these people, they come into your, your place of work, and they, they demand that what? What happens? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, they don't demand anything. They're just super rude, and they, they, don't, they don't need to be there because a lot of times they're older, they're sick, so they're already predisposed. Predisposed? Pre yeah, predisposed. Predisposed. Yeah. I was like, pre-exposed? I don't know. Um, that's ex so, exposed before. Is yeah. that possible? Can you be pre-exposed to something? So they are already predisposed to this illness, and they come in because they cannot possibly bear to sit at home anymore, or it's like moms with a bunch of kids who want to get away and just hang out back in the pharmacy, or it's like dads who are like staying away from the family, saying mm -hmm. like they went out for cigarettes, never go back. You know the story. Right. And they come in, and they specifically always just want to buy jelly beans. <laughs> they just want a bag of jelly beans, and they get so upset by the fact that I have to enforce social distancing rules, which if like anyone wanted to call like the CDC hotline or the governor... They could get my store shut down if we're not enforcing the rules. Right. Yeah. And it's just, they, they're super rude whenever I tell them about it. People spit on my desk mm -hmm. whenever I try and check <laughs> them out. They, like, lick the pin pads. They take my hand sometimes of, like, if I'm handing them change and they'll, like, take it and cough into it or they'll try and like, spit into my hand or lick it. They will, like, what throw possesses, things at me what whenever What possesses people them, to do this? I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. They'll throw things at me when I tell them that there's a limit on stuff that we sell or that we have a recall because taking uh, 
stuff like ibuprofen that has acetaminophen in it can accelerate the way, like, the way the virus interacts with your body. So we have to, like, limit that. And just I thought it was ibuprofen that it did. I thought acetaminophen was one of the clear ones. It's... It's ibuprofen and other ones with acetaminophen. It's not just, like, generically one thing. Okay. Uh, so we've had a pool, basically all duo medicines with acetaminophen inside of them. And people get, and aloe, because people keep using it to make Duramax. And we're just out of stock on everything. And a lot of people who act out are telling me that it is their civil liberties to get as many people as possible sick. Because they're doing a justice to society, and they also believe that it is um, terrorism to be asked to shelter in place. Terrorism? Yeah, they're like, nobody can tell me anything. It's my (laughs) right as an American to get everybody in this vicinity sick, and you're not allowed to tell me otherwise. That literally is not a right that you have, but... What? I'm actually <laughs> quoting. I want you to know, I'm not making that up. I'm actually quoting several people. Oh, yeah, people for sure. Told me. Yeah. I 100% well, believe you. Obviously, you guys are just not familiar with the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment clearly states a right to bear arms full of uh, jelly beans, I guess, yeah. and spit on people. Well, okay, like, so the guy that first said the thing to me of the, uh, it's my, like, right and it's terrorism. He was picking it's up terrorism. Fo- I love that. Photos with his it can't be both. <laughs> like terrorism is the use of violence to uh, propagate a political ideology. Like there's no like increase in violence. I mean, you could, I guess, make an argument that like they're taking away your freedoms, like they're stripping our rights. But that's not like terrorism. If anything, that's like authoritarianism. Right. Which it already was. Where's your mic? Where? Did it? Did it? Oh God. <laughs> That's not good. How long was I unaudible <laughs> as more than usual? <laughs> I would assume the whole thing. Why the whole thing? Pardon the interruption, folks, and the, the ASMR that you're experiencing right now. <laughs> oh my. God damn it. And so people just don't understand personal space. <laughs> what people also don't understand, and this is what drives me fucking up the wall, is. So, you're not supposed to wear a mask unless you might be sick, right? Like, Well, as of a couple of days ago, the CDC recommends everybody wearing a cloth mask just for the fact of people can't get testing, so you don't know now. But that's come within, like, literally the last 48 hours. Right. Oh, God damn it. I hate going, going places and seeing people in the fucking masks. I'm like, Alright, are you just fucking paranoid? Or, like, are you, like, do you have it? Like, I, like I, I walked into the fucking gas station a couple of days ago, and I saw somebody in a fucking mask. I was like, this fucking nerd. And I was like, wait a minute, he might fucking have it. Might... So it's anyone, who's <laughs> anyone who's predisposed and anyone that is ex- experiencing any of the symptoms. This fucking dork. Oh my god. <laughs> 
So it like it's anyone who's sick or anyone that could easily get it has to wear it. Because there for a while they thought it was like airborne, even though it's not now or something like right. that. Right. They keep changing it every time I look it up. Shit, dude. What is, what is it? What do you mean? You know, I get really upset at these conspiracy theorists and tinfoil hat people who are like, it's just them trying to get you to stay home so that they can postpone the election so that they can't get our Lord Savior Trump to stay in office. <laughs> but, like, part of me is like, a lot of it just because it's possible to manipulate media and shit like this is just like, I mean, theoretically, there is a world where there, like, could be just some, like, hand-wringing lizard person <laughs> <laughs> twisting their mustache and orchestrating, and like, a, a panic about, about a disease. But it's just not, it's just not what's happening. It's the, it's and the, I, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just going to say that, like, I, I hate that I have to confront an obvious reality so many times. Just because we live in, in a world where, like... We live in a society. That's so oversaturated with... I guess this is mainly just me being a little bit too much online because of quarantine. But, like, I just feel like perspectives have, like, been saturated and it's really easy to go down rabbit holes of thinking that things just aren't as serious as they are. Or, right. You know... I think that it it attaches to the same the same phenomenon of uh, we've talked about before with the with a democratic primary and it's the same thing as like we we knew in 99 2000 that uh, Osama bin Laden was planning an attack inside the United States you know, and we knew in 2017 that there was a good chance of a of a pandemic hitting, and it's like, to me, the you have to square the circle of it's not a conspiracy, but systems are designed in a way, not necessarily intentionally, but they're just designed in a way where these kinds of chaotic situations play into um, their favor. Their favor, right. And so it's easy to build the narrative of somebody having orchestrated the events even if they are just like failing into success. Constantly. Right. Because yeah. it's like if you know, if you have if you have to pay the the other player every time you make a, make a move, then they have the upper they have the advantage on the chessboard. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they they can they control the game, they own the pieces. And so, yeah, it looks like everything's moving in their favor and by their control because what control there is to have over the situation, it's not in our hands. And so, I mean, conspiracy conspiracy theories make sense to me, but you it's really just it's where where they fall apart is in looking at individual actors and not how the whole system is designed to operate. Like, of of course, this is what would happen in the United States in a pandemic. Like, what else would 
would happen? What else would you expect to to happen here? Donald Trump, apparently, well, the federal government rerouted um, shipments of PPE from Germany and China. And they also, on like a state, local basis, the federal government rerouted Kentucky's shipments of PPE from hospitals. Mm. Damn. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, because Donald Trump was like... (laughs) I'm, you gotta treat me nice. Yeah, Andy should have been nicer to, to Donald. Yeah. Oh wow! What a we, baby! We, what a diaped up little toddler! Hey, we we were right about Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Man, you were saying actors earlier reminded me that anti-vaxxers are coming out saying that they think all these people dying from Corona are just crisis actors. Oh my Christ! No, I'll, I'm not gonna have that conversation on. Uh, we don't have to on podcast. We'll have that one later. But um, but yeah. So um, so next week we'll be doing an episode on uh on this uh whatever, not saga arc. Arc of the of the Clone Wars, which has been really, really good. If you guys have not watched yeah. it, I know you haven't. <laughs> you know us. We, we procrastinate pretty much as a rule. It's well, the thing is, we probably well. remember <laughs> <laughs> if we watch it all right before we come here to do this, we'll remember more of the details. That's completely fair. Like I usually like I'm struggling to remember all the details of the earlier episodes. Um but it's it's been a Soka focus. I'm not going to give too much away, but a Soka's. A Soka's. Yeah, it's been a focus, but um, <laughs> it's been like a Soka in the on 1313, like the lower levels of of Coruscant, and it's mm. you know with it only being 12 episodes this season, I get people's complaints about like. You know, this little side story being, like, a little bit of a diversion that's not necessary since there's only so few episodes to get to the end. But it may end up being one of my favorite arcs in the in the show, and I'm excited to talk about that okay. next week. But this week, um, I just didn't want to do another another throwback, so we're just talking about the, the end of the world, so, and... Shooting or, from the hip. Yeah, just shooting shooting from the hip right into the face. Um, so we're gonna just have a little 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 game time here. Um so before we started I asked Nolan and Goose to uh think of their top five movies from their childhood. Now, as I explained to them, this is their top five when they were children. Uh, mm-hmm. not at not not like looking back like looking back i would probably say um i'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of one like that i love now would probably be like a bug's life and i watched a bug's life as a kid but i never owned it and so it can't uh, pretty much by default can't be in my 
top five. Like I owned so many movies and I watched movies all the time. Mm-hmm. It was something I just rented or every now and then and just or saw it when it was on TV, then by default it's not in there. Even though now looking back, that is one of my favorite or Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I owned that movie, but I didn't really like it as a kid. It's probably my least favorite Disney movie as a kid, and now it's probably my favorite, certainly my favorite of the Renaissance, um, and probably my favorite Disney cartoon um, ever. So, those kind of variables. But, Goose, do you know yours yet? Yes. So, Scooby-Doo and the Legend of the Vampire, Mm. Mulan, Spirit Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, and The Little Vampire. Nice. Okay. You know, maybe we should have gone like one of us say one, and then we all go, and we just do that five times. Uh, but well, that's that's in the past now. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I can get five out of me. Are we just gonna list them and then talk about them, or do you? Yeah, wanna... yeah, we can just we can just do that. We'll just, yeah, unless you just want to talk about yours and no one needs more time to think of his. I think I've got mine. Okay, let's it's gonna off. it's gonna be a little bit of a trek here. But, let's see, Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I had that on VHS and watched it all the time. Uh, Liar, Liar. That was really big for me mm-hmm. as a kid. I watched that, like, every day one summer. Um, let's see. <laughs> we had this, <laughs> we had a VHS compilation of Winnie the Pooh that was big for me. I don't that think that counts as movie. Wait, no. we had the movie, too. Okay, so... As a very big, very, very big <laughs> Winnie the Pooh connoisseur, I'm going to need you to clarify, A, uh, as a compilation, are you talk? was it like... It was like the episodes, like okay. the series. Okay, was the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Gotta get up, gotta get going, I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just I Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh I definitely bear. watched that too. Okay, so but so it was so it was so it was the original. Yeah, the original. Okay, and it was by like episodic, it wasn't like. Well, they're short films. Yeah. Yeah, they were short. Again, connoisseur. Uh, Walt Disney was afraid that because. Winnie the Pooh was a British property. American audiences wouldn't be familiar with it. So he decided to make the three short films and then tag them together into a full length. And so you had Honey Tree and then Blustery Day, which is a banger. I fucking love that movie. Um, (laughs) And Tigger 2. Oh, Tigger. Mm -hmm. And then all three of those after long after his death actually blustery day was the last thing that walt disney personally worked on um and then 77 you have the full adventures of winnie the pooh and that that whole thing and yeah and then yeah you have later on you have all the other other things uh come in and uh a day for eeyore in the 80s and Mm -hmm. the new adventures in the 90s and like Day for Eeyore. Is that the one where like he's just like spinning in the river and yeah. Pooh comes up and he's like, What are you doing? He's like, I'm turning. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, Why are you doing that? And he's like, I like turning, especially <laughs> round. Yeah. 
Oh, I loved Eeyore. Yeah, Eeyore's great. Oh, and then fucking Pooh Bear is like trying to bring him a balloon, but then it pops as as he's bringing it to him, and he like, he's he's all sad because he tried to give Eeyore something nice, and then Eeyore's like, the real gift was you putting all that effort into like making me feel better, <laughs> and I just want to cry. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Okay. So. I, okay. Can I so put Winnie the Pooh amalgam like. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh brackets. Yeah, no, I would have, I would absolutely have, have to do that as well. Oh, and by movie, do you mean the, the search for Christopher Robin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Further than that, Bugs Life was big for me. Ants was bigger though. That's weird. You remember Woody Allen's Ants? Yeah. (laughs) Woody. That was Woody Allen. That was Woody Allen. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, One more. That that movie's kind of about a communist revolution. But anyway. The. I love we're listing them then talking about them. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Where, where am I at? Four? Yeah. You have one more. Okay. Let, let it happen. We just, I was, we were shooting from the hip. Okay, you guys had lists and writing shit down. I can't even read, okay? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I apologize for this lull, but I I I will think of one. It's coming to me. Here we go. <laughs> let's do this. Words coming at you. What was a big movie for me as a little Nino? Well, something you and your siblings all watch together. Shit, we all hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Cinderella. Yeah, that was probably the Disney movie I've seen the most. Okay. Really? Yeah, because it had something for uh, Emily, and well, <laughs> quote unquote, it had something for Emily. <laughs> like it's a very like. Young girls facing movie, I yeah. guess. But it's four quadrants, right? It's that thing. Elaborate what you mean by four quadrants. It's like it uh, appeals to a wide variety of demographics. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, all of them is what that's supposed to mean. But like, your turn, Zach. What are we doing? I think we're listing movies. Is what's happening. Mm. Um, you can explain yours as well. Let's see. Definitely, um, I didn't realize it until listening to a couple songs from it earlier. But honestly, definitely, Charlotte's Web um, was one that my was one of my sister had. So I always, always had that had that movie and honestly I don't have a single Disney movie on my list actually really? yeah you know, did um, I say a Disney movie oh Mulan never mind sorry yep. I forgot my list already <laughs> I also did you just said it so quick <laughs> Kiki's was Kiki's on there yes Spirited Away mm-hmm. yeah 
Mulan. Little vampire. Yeah. Little vampire, yeah. Kiki's little vampire, Mulan, Spirited Away, Ghostbusters. Goosebumps. No. That's not even... Wait, wait, wait. This a movie yet. No, no, no. I'm not entirely <laughs> off the point. Scooby-Doo something something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the um, Legend of the Vampire. That. That's a good one. That one and the one where they're on the island with the zombies. Is that one called Zombie Island? Because yep, I'm going to feel like is. a real dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Sure um, chicken Run. <laughs> good job, boys. <laughs> chicken Run. Yeah. Hell yeah. I've never Wallace actually seen Grant. Chicken Run. Really? Yeah, no, I want to. I used to like the VHSs we watched always had it advertised on mm -hmm. there, but I could never get a hold of it. I I may still have my VHS copy somewhere. I think I still have the VCR. I, I do have a VCR that I know works. I just watched number three the other night. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, one, two, damn it. Holy shit. <laughs> um, There's a reason you didn't think of them. That's, that that's true. That was the point of shooting from the hip. I think. <laughs> <coughs> uh, another one I watched recently. The Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Oh, oh yeah. And since you got to just say Winnie the Pooh in general, <laughs> I'm just going to say the the Turtles trilogy. Okay. Like, because now, like, one and three are definitely the strongest. Now my, now my list is one, three, two. As a kid, my list was two, one, three on the Ninja Turtles movies. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, but I watched all of them all the fucking time, so I can't really, I can't really say one or the other, um, I but, can't actually remember what the differences in the movies are. And the first one is, like, real gritty, and it's yeah. just like a... Well, I just mean, like, this is all blurred in my head. Oh, the second one's The Secret of the Ooze with the big guys, the big monsters. The second one is super colorful, super, super okay. bright. Like, What's the yeah. third one? The third, third one is... Time travel back to samurai times. Yeah. That's one I used to watch more than anything. Yeah. Which is weird because they were ninjas and they ended up like... Didn't they end up cavorting with samurai? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I shouldn't look too deep into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different video. <laughs> right. Um... So, explain yourself, Goose. Okay, so my mom was a huge weeb. Oh, clearly. Uh, You're named yeah. after Sailor Moon. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and so my entire childhood was full, and the reason why I didn't say Sailor Moon movie was because as a kid, I hated Sailor Moon. Yeah. I had the, the cards, my bedroom, my bedding, uh, the dolls all staring at me while I slept. Like, my bedroom was just... For her to display Wait, so you're... her Sailor Moon stuff. Oh, shit. So your mom just decided that she liked Sailor Moon? Yeah. Oh, my. And eventually, as I got older, I did, but she had to force me to watch Studio <laughs> Ghibli and, like, Fruits Basket and other things oh, first I because Fruit I Basket. just... Too. It's so just turned into a different kind of podcast, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fruits Basket's a lot like that. Yeah, it's super nice and sweet. And very fucked up at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, lots of abuse, lots of real world. Situations. That's why it's so good. Yeah. 
Um, so explaining myself. <laughs> I mean, the, o- the only one, even little vampires I seems... I have no idea what that is. <gasps> Do you not? No. It's, oh. it's Stuart Little as a vampire. Yeah, basically. But it like, it's super, um... What? Super British. It's super. The, like, the ki- there's a mouse? <laughs> no. No. Oh, it's no. His, the kid who plays the kid who plays his brother or whatever oh, in that movie. Oh, Jonathan Lipnicki? Sure. Um, who, like, was in everything that had a child actor because... Jonathan Lipnicki, definitely. Because there's always only Favorite one... kids? Yeah. Okay. There's always only one at a time. If you notice. There like, is. <laughs> what the fuck? Never work with children or animals. Do you not like remember this movie? It used to air on. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I like as that. one of like the Disney Channel hits. Sometimes. Yeah. It was a really good one. It was a really with good the cows one. Cows and stuff. Yeah, and I watched it all the time. It was like one of the first things that whenever my mom moved back in with my brother and I, that we watched all together as a family. Now I was gonna say like that. Honestly, still, I mean, the the two Ghibli's Mulan. And that seems, honestly, seems on track with those. The only, like, outlier that's not like, oh, yeah, you, you, grew, up, you grew up in a weeb house is the Scooby-Doo. Honestly, that's the only yeah. one that I'm like, where does that Non-weeb. come from? Yeah, where is, what's going on there? I think it was just um, something my dad would just, like, so What's we, wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> we, like, got hand-me-downs all the time, so, like, we would always just get, like, really cheap VHSs. Hell yeah. Scooby-Doo was, yeah. like, super popular growing up. And so, well... <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry with where this is going because this is just going to be in all these no, go for children's it. stories. Well, my parents would argue in the background. They would just put on a random VHS. And when my brother and I got old enough to control the things on our own, we eventually just, like, we got one VHS stuck in there for a while. And it was just Scooby-Doo and Legend of the Vampire. <laughs> um, and oh so, my. like, we watched it so much that we memorized it and we ended up, like, loving it. And I had a really big crush on the Hex Girls because I didn't understand how oh, things were. Oh, my. Oh, you didn't understand. I yeah. think you understood perfectly. You just had a random crush. And I wanted to be them as well. Because <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, music, girls, sweet. Um, I love the dingoes. I don't know. We just watched it so much that we memorized it. And, like, right. We still watch it all the time. And Do then you remember Mulan? the alien one, too? There's like an alien one. Yeah, where he falls in love with the alien. Yeah. Shaggy. Poor Shaggy. I don't remember which one that is. It's Scooby-Doo and the Space Cut King. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. That was a really good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... Oh, fuck. What was it? The... The Jackal? Or the Jackal? The Jackalope. The... <laughs> what? I don't... Was it called... Did they call it a Jackalope in the... Yeah, that's what they were looking for when they found the alien. So, for Why the longest of this? time, I did not realize that that animal did not actually exist because I thought it was just... a real animal as a kid. I think it was... <laughs> It was a jackrabbit mixed with an antelope, right? Because it had the horns? Yeah. And I honestly just thought, like, in some deserts, there lived rabbits that had antlers. You know, I remember thinking that, too. I remember thinking there was just, like, a species of rabbit that had antlers for some reason. Yeah, and I was Because that's so believable for some reason. What is that about? I mean, they're not related to anything that has horns at all. But, but doesn't like, that just no, seem like an animal that would live in a desert? I think aesthetically it seems like it should happen. It's very pleasing. No, yeah. that's... That would be an entirely possible contingent on the fact that of of whether or not um, 
the the common ancestor of horned animals like uh like deer and things like that the trait goes back that far uh, yeah. you, you know like they're both mammals so right. it's not like they're not completely disparate like right it's not like <coughs> um like a like a a fucking bat with feathers or or something like that you know like mm. that would be a genetic and a biological impossibility because of of those like so do the you think uh, a, do you think a rabbit really could have it's a... it's possible i it, it would just depend on that'd be such a specific mutation it would it would be, and if you would like to learn more about this this <laughs> phenomenon, you can go check out episode I think three or four of Does It Science? It's all it's in the playlist. Uh, evolution. Uh, actually, it's the cryptozoology episode. Cryptozoology. Ooh. We were talking about jackalopes. That's yeah. right. Did we talk about jackalopes? I think they came up. Wait. So why is Scooby Doo so much further from the Ghibli? I don't know. It just feels. It just feels like I mean, it. It's a really like, nice, like kids cartoon. No, it's not. But those are all weeby. Yeah. Those are the all little the, bit, the, oh, the little bit was totally weeby. I forgot. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I mean, Mulan is whitewashed weeby, but still, it's weeby. Yeah. Well, I really liked it because I thought the soundtrack was absolutely amazing. It's Disney. Well, obviously. It's whitewashed weeby. Oh, I wasn't disagreeing with that. Oh. But I was, I was like, how is it? Because they're like European, right? Are they not in England or something? Where what? are they in, in Little Vampire? Oh, I thought you were going to say Mulan. No, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. No, no, no. no. In Little see... Vampire, because like, that's the yeah, only no. one that's like not really... England or Ireland or something like that. Yeah. Just the if fact that it's a, it's a vampire kid is just, is just wee, weeby well, to he, be. He's not a vampire. Right. Well, the main kid isn't. Right. Yeah. But he wants to be one. Right. So he dresses like one all the time. Right. And he'd be friends. <sighs> A family. Yeah, see, this is all weavy kind of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Things that weaves might do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. In the the scope of weaving. Things that they want to do. Yeah. It's their dream. Tan washing weaving. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Here we are. (laughs) I just really liked Mulan because I saw myself more as, like, someone who would fight for shit instead of being, like, a princess. Especially with all the etiquette classes I had to go to and everything. Oh, my God. You actually had you had to do that. I actually had to do. God, did your family? No, I no. I'm not gonna ask that question. So (laughs) yeah, I'm not gonna I'm gonna make you make you admit to that on uh, whatever this is. Have you ever been to a cotillion? Probably. (laughs) They don't like to wait. Yeah, in elementary school. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. We did that too. I guess. Cotillion, whatever. Oh no! It was just every summer. Every summer you had a cotillion. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's some southern shit. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck a cotillion is. It's like uh, a ball. It's like a it's like a ball. It's like where you go out and show off all of your prime young people for them so, to have social lives. What they would do, <laughs> what they would do is they would basically they would make all the kids take etiquette. Uh, it's so classes. weird. <laughs> They would make all the kids take etiquette classes, and then to show off their skills, they would throw a cotillion in the graduating yeah. class, 
would, like, be the one to serve everything. Mm-hmm. And they start that pretty young. Like, obviously, like, school age, but... Honestly, it is super weird, but it's one of the better kinds of, like, Southern culture. If there wasn't, like, a hierarchy of, like, racial shit and all, like, baked into all that shit, yeah. it would be better. But... <laughs> Um, Wait, so you don't want to blow up at my spot about what? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you going to remember to ask about the, at the end of this? Yeah, I'll remember this one way more than the other thing. <laughs> Definitely, I think. <laughs> um, I'm just going to suffice to say I'm sorry if my, if my grandpa shot your grandpa uh, like 150 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> It's like, it's a preference that my family has had a lot of name changes. <laughs> like, my, my actual name changed, like, about three generations ago. Like, it's been, a, like, long enough that the person who changed their name is still alive. Wow. And then, I just don't know what it was before then. It was just a different spelling, but before that, it was something else. Yeah. So, originally, we had a Y, and now... I've I've wondered about about that why why you're so, plural but not yeah the, <laughs> almost the guy almost who did plural. it is a semi famous like musician mm-hmm. and he was getting upset that almost he, famous almost plural <laughs> I'll I'll explain who it is after all this stuff uh well at the end, after the podcast um but he uh. He was getting tired of all of his mail getting sent around to the same people in the hometown who had similar last names because he lived in with his family. So he moved towns and then changed the name so that nobody else could take his mail because it kept getting like mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. That that's simple. Oh wow. But yeah, it's it's kind of the same the same thing for for me, which I've told you guys before. But when which you guys. Jew guys, ah, these nice. these these Jew guys, um, they're, they're white, by the way. Oh, we're not Jewish. Um, I mean, oh, okay, got you. But sometimes um, I feel Jewish, like kind of Jewish. <laughs> but I um, can't explain that. <laughs> no, no, not, not gonna let you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but when my great great great, I think that's right, grandparents came over uh they didn't speak any english and so when they asked them their name they said something that sounded like kikasola yeah which was uh a native name and so like oh okay we'll put that down but a that is not the proper spelling at all um, and B, I don't know, like, I'm starting to wonder if, like, cause they came over in the window from like late 1840s to l- late 1850s, um, before Italian unification and... I don't know if, like, the idea of of last names would have been that common to them, you know? And so, like, when they say, like, what's your family name? I don't know what they, if, like, 
what they would have been thinking what that context is for them. And so they may have said a region or something. You know, the name could have been something entirely different. Or that could have been, like, someone's, like, personal name. Like, uh, you know, like, of... Like the father, father's name, yeah, or, or yeah, something like yeah. the head of the household, or something like that. So, my on my actual name, my search stops at uh, at basically at New Orleans, and I don't know anything beyond like my family in Italy, if they are, if I have any still there, um, and then the rest of because since that's just been a dead end for years, I was brought out into other, other areas. Found out I had uh, someone who I was killed in the Civil War, Union side though, so hell yeah. Um, but all of my, all of my searches end up in a dead end because of names. Like, since his records turn into complete shit before like 1840, is when you get like a modern census record and before then it's basically head of household, how many people in the household, how many slaves did they own. Yeah. And like so finding like all I have is the name of my like great 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 grandmother uh on my dad's side uh but like my grandfather's like maternal line I think um, is named Hannah Williams, and you cannot imagine how fucking hard it yeah. is. <laughs> Two of the most basic names yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. In, like, 1820, it's fucking stupid. So, yeah, like, which is... I... Gonna go off on a little bit of a spurt that I just thought of uh, tying some thoughts together, but... And then we'll get back into the more important thing of talking about movies. But <laughs> I think there's something to be said of that need in, like, like I think there's a conversation to be had about, like, white culture, quote-unquote. Yeah. And the, and the fact that none of us, all of our roots are really, like, really loose and untethered here you know what i mean oh yeah like i think there's something to be in, said. in america yeah 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 like i know i think like if if I you're in mean, like it, on this couch and i was like i mean no. none of us are from where if, we are now right if you're in i mean if you're in in europe and you're complaining about it then you know then no fuck you you're a whiny little bitch your family's been there for thousands of, of years fucking you're you're uh tallying just as much as the brown person down the street is an Italian or Irish or British or whatever you are. No, fuck you. But no, in a, in America where we don't have, we, our identity is so like historically so shallow, like it doesn't have like a lot of longevity to it compared to other places. Like, like I, and it's weird because yeah, we completely stripped um, black people of their ethnic heritage. Um, but in their resistance and struggle against that, they've 
I feel like they have a stronger sense of identity than than we do as as like who they are now even if it's like detached from their their history I feel like there's definitely something to be said about like that that need and fear to preserve white culture and the fact that it's not really attached to anything more than like you know just some some conquests and shit that rich white people did 300 years ago like you know there's not like like ain't like ancient artifacts or like deep historical wisdom or things like we don't have like you know like an ancient greek culture to to draw upon or something like we don't have like something to a- attach ourselves like on a personal right. level like it it does feel like a lack of of a deeper sense of belonging and i think on a broader cultural level i think that shows up as well i could i think that like compounds the tragedy of the loss of uh, like native culture and yeah because not only did an invading uh, like people just completely decimate all of the culture that was here in order to replace it with something that's like kind of bereft of any particular culture because of the expanse of land that such a small group of people took over right such a homogenized group like many tribes would like you know have access to an area of land and they all were probably pretty diverse based on like the topography like it the, it was reactive in the sense that it wasn't like federally uh, uh, there wasn't like a state right and so when they we came in and like just wrecked everything but then had like just the posturings of like what we thought was order even then like they called it the Wild West for a short period of time, but like, you know. Yeah. Manifest Destiny is one of the greatest tragedies. Yeah. Ever that I can even conceive of. I, I wish that there was more written about the the quote unquote Wild West from a historical materialist perspective because to me that's a really really fascinating period because looking at it from a left perspective um you know it's it's a lot of it's it's capital expansion is what's is what's going on in a lot of in a lot of cases and like um like the quote unquote cowboys were yeah they were organized crime and everything but they were like in um in power struggles or whatever with like railroad tycoons and um capital ranchers and and stuff like and so there's a lot of like interesting class struggle that's going on in the in the old old west that hasn't I haven't really seen what rustlers yeah um but but anyway yeah, so all of that i don't all of that to say what were your uh, top 5 <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, what were they? Um, oh, he explained shit. his when he talked. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked enough about that. So, that. Cinderella, Ant, the Ant movie, the Wayne movie. <laughs> the Ant <Ant's> movie, <laughs> yeah. Ants with Ants. a Z. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Um, Black Cauldron. And, um, what was it? Liar Liar. Yep. Okay. I can talk about Liar Liar for a second. I watched that movie to the point of, like, insanity. Like, kind of like your experience with, uh, fucking, uh, a Scooby Doo vampire mystery or whatever. We also did that with Mulan. Right on. We just picked one movie every summer and did it. I'm just saying that it was, like, rotating in whatever DVD player we had for... Yeah. I did that with weed when I was 17. I <laughs> 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 haven't stopped since. Still on one. Yeah. yeah. Put weed into your fucking DVD player. Yeah. And then a disc into your pipe. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Again. But liar, liar. Yeah, fucking Jim Carrey. Lying about shit. He's a lawyer. For some reason, in my mind, I misconstrued liar liar with the big fat liar. Ah, uh, yeah, a lot of people do. I've noticed that. Do they? Yeah. Only in the conversation of kids' movies for me does it happen. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Only in that context. Because I was like, that was not Jim Carrey, and then I was like, oh, the other movie. <laughs> but yeah, James Carrey. He's uh, he's a lawyer. He fucks his boss, and that causes his uh, estranged wife to be further estranged, limiting his access to his son. Now, his son is uh, having a birthday that he can't get to because of the aforementioned sex, and uh, he wishes at his birthday that his dad would never be able to tell a lie again. Or no, he wishes for just one day that he couldn't tell a lie. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it happens. Magic happens. It was a magic time yeah. for magic things. And so, Jim Carrey gets into a wild series of events uh, wherein fucking Robin Hood uh, is trying to steal away his ex-wife and move away to a foreign <laughs> land. And... <laughs> uh, it's really it's really absurd. But uh, he, you know, tries to murder his son with a claw and... <laughs> no, um, let's see what else is happening. Oh yeah, he—they have one of those like him run into the plane things, and he's like, "I choose family over being a shit ass lawyer." And there's a really good like uh, court scene where he is like unable to lie, but he has to because it's his job, and it's it's just trying to ask all the right. It's questions. just Jim Carrey mugging for like ninety minutes. <laughs> what else do you need? Like it was fine. Like, it, like, I hold fine. you in contempt. I hold myself in contempt. Why should you be any different? <laughs> the pen is blue. <laughs> oh, man. That is a classic. Uh... Ants, Cinderella, do you want to explain any of those? <laughs> I talked about ants for a second. You just liked it. And that it was a, like kind of a communist uh, oh, yeah, revolution. Because the whole premise is that like they're fighting wars with these bugs that are supposedly like the parasites that uh, are like on the front lines of 
this chaotic war that's keeping their uh, resources limited, but it's actually just them like hoarding it. I remember ants. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of ants or Bugs Life whenever I was growing up. I wasn't a fan of ants. I loved Bugs Life. Right. I just couldn't get through them. It was just, I couldn't get through the middle, or like I would watch them in pieces because I just couldn't concentrate long enough. Now, now I absolutely enjoyed Bugs Life more. Like, as a kid, it was, like, an access thing. Like, I think we just had ants, and we didn't have Bugs Life. Yeah. And so it was bigger for me. Also, the violence, I remember being really shocking for some reason. Because there are, like, scenes where these bugs get, like, run through. And it's, like, shows, like, the gore, kind of. Like, the war scene is really horrendous. Because it's, like, these... They're, like, really bullies, I think. But they're animated in such a way where they're just, like, horrifying. Yeah, I feel like both are approaching um, some kind of uh, revolutionary theme in in there from different different angles. Um, yeah, Ants is like a military theory. Yeah, uh, Bugs Life is a workers' revolution. Yeah. Um, and these movies changed parts of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, you haven't seen Chicken Run. Oh, man. But. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Uh, these chickens are organized. <laughs> <laughs> was, no, that, that one definitely. One. I love that animation style. Yeah. The, like, the round claymation mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. Wallace and Gromit style. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I like Wallace and Gromit, too. Yeah. And I'll, I, I don't know whose list is more eclectic, minor, no one's. Um, so mine's a mess. Your, I mean, yours is pretty thematic, actually. Yeah. Um, but, and... I don't know which one I would take off my list to replace it, but an honorable mention I thought of that I definitely wore the fuck out of as a kid was the Rugrats movie. Oh, yeah. The, the OG with, with Baby Dill. I almost said uh, Homeward Bound. Yeah, watched that a fuck ton as a kid. Um, and um, my... I loved Liar Liar... But my uh, Jim Carrey movies as a kid is a toss-up between When Nature Calls and The Mask. I remember The Mask horrifying me because I only watched it in snippets where the green bit was on his face <laughs> and when he would morph. Because that was sometimes the only time I watched past the TV. And so I thought it was a horror movie for the <laughs> longest time. Um, but... Yeah, chicken, chicken Run was, like, looking back on it was, like, probably one of the most, like, um, woke left movies that I watched as a kid and definitely implanted some, some ideas, um, some kind of something, some kind of, some kind of something, um, the back of the box premise. I mean, I'll try not try not to spoil a 
23-year-old movie for you, but um, is these chickens who are British live on a on a farm and, you know, they lay their eggs. Uh, sometimes they, when they get fat enough, they get, they get killed and sold for meat, blah, 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 blah. And the, and the people running, running the farm, um, buy a chicken pot pie machine. And so they're going to, to like turn them all into chicken pot pies and sell them and get super rich and everything and and they try to escape and there's an American rooster played by Mel Gibson and uh <laughs> and that's that's the movie and it's fantastic and um yeah, we'll definitely definitely have to watch that one soon. Um, <laughs> the place your head between your legs and kiss, kiss your, your bum goodbye. <laughs> um. Oh, I think I saw that movie in theaters. I'm pretty sure I did too. Um. My grandmother. Huh. She's not a lefty. That's weird. She's <laughs> <laughs> like holy, covering my eyes. <laughs> I didn't think it would be this kind of movie. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see anything that overt. No, it's like, it feels like a romp. It's like a prison break, kind of. Yeah. Um... But like, you know, as a as a writer, or you know, wherever, if if someone in that that team was disseminating those kind of ideas into that into that film, they're getting filtered through a system that is diametrically opposed to them. So, like, they're going to be filtered through, like, even. Even a film like, like Sorry to Bother You has a certain mask to it. Yeah. You know, like nothing you're going to see in mainstream cinema is going to overtly like just break the fourth wall and just look at the audience and tell them like r rise up now and yeah. you know like <laughs> <laughs> now now is the revolution. It's happening. <clears throat> Although. I'm not That's against it. That's a good post-credit sequence. <laughs> right. That's a really good post-credit sequence. Uh, like everyone who like stays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Just like neck beards. That's <laughs> 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 shit. They got their guns. They're ready. I think Marvel movies kind of condition people to do that when they don't need to also. Yeah. Yeah. Like... There's never going to be a post-credits scene in a Star Wars movie. That's the point where I will say that Star Wars has jumped the shark and is, like, gone, and Kathleen Kennedy's gone too far or whatever. When the credits roll, you're cool. You can leave. Like, it's good. Nothing there. Honestly, 
I wish just... Oh, that reminds me. I wish people would just, just drop it all together except for, for Marvel. And I wish Marvel yeah. would just... Just, like, do the one that matters first and then do the little whatever, like, cute little thing you're going to do at the at the end. The actual, like, tease for the next movie, do that one as, like, the mid-credits thing, at, like, a minute into it. Not so I have to yeah. sit there for 15 minutes. Because it's always, like, sit there for 15 minutes of the whole goddamn credits. And then you get to the end of it and it's just... Half the time it's just a little joke or something. It's yeah, not even it's like, like a man farting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't give a shit. Uh, Black Widow uh, got pushed back to November. Of course they oh. did. Yep. Okay. Um, and something else on the slate that I don't care about. Um, Eternals uh, got pushed back to next year. Um. I kind of like those comics. I mean, at this point, the only thing I give a shit about is is a Fantastic Four movie and what they're doing with Spider-Man. Other than that, I'm not going to get my ass out of the seat to go see a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... That's fair. They're not good. No, no. They've never they've never been good, uh, but no. the... They've been some pretty nice spectacles at times. At the end... And we've had this conversation before about breaking down the the boundaries of television and and cinema. Like I feel like you know you can put the in, the Infinity Saga on the same like par of something like Game of Thrones. I feel like those two things honestly exist together yeah. in that same like they're not as good as film and cinema, but they're better. Cinema. But they're better than television. Like it's it's something more elevated than like yeah. than your typical. It's like hour long special. Yeah, like it, it's some it's something a little bit more, but also the how the serialized like rote factor of it yeah. um, is honestly a limitation to its creativity. I think how much of it's getting off on recognition as opposed to anything like yeah. really yeah. real and the. And the the cascading uh, dopamine effects yeah. of like, oh, that's a callback to that thing. Oh, that's like that's like re- referencing that. Oh, we're we're finally getting res- resolution on that plot line. Like, yeah. Um, and just dragging things out instead of them being more more focused. But I, as you said, there are there are good and enjoyable Marvel movies, uh, and like. I I hate that that's like the the benchmark now like like Would have you seen be offended have you here. <laughs> have you seen Bumblebee? No. Yeah. Yeah. See like Bumblebee is by far the best Transformers movie. I would put it on comparison with a good Marvel movie. It's still not a good movie though. Like it's still you know, like, so, like, there's a, like, Hollywood has figured out passability now, like, for, like, my entire life, and looking back at cinema, the history of it has been, like, there are good movies, 
and bad movies and movies that are so bad that they're amazing. Yes. But, like, finding a movie that's just, like, just passable, like, think about, like, what, what kind of movie Batman Forever would be, would be now. Like, you know, like, Batman Forever is bad. I love Batman Forever, but I can admit that it's, it's bad. Um, oh, yeah, you haven't. Um, well. No Bat movies? No Bat movies. I watched the cartoons, though. Oh. Like the really good one? Like the one with uh, Kevin Conroy? I watched all of them. Fuck, I may have to say God. Okay, yeah. No, I'm going to I'm gonna say Batman Forever, actually. I'm going to take off... As much as I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle, I may have to take that one off and say Batman Forever because I watched really a one. fuck out of that movie as a kid. and We had Batman and Robin. And I remember not liking Batman because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but... Only because I had to see it so many times. I enjoyed it because I was a kid, you know. And it right. Was like a, a Batman movie. Yeah. I I didn't even as a kid I didn't enjoy Batman and Robin as as much. Um, I just remember scenes of them like running down a hallway. That's like all I can really think of. <laughs> like spinning things in the background, or wait, was this a live action movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, never mind. No, 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 no. That's still there. No. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's the most cartoon. Nipples, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, that's bat nipple. No, bat nipple. Bat nipples. I think starts in forever, but I think it's like the final costume and the one that he'll have in Batman and Robin. But I can't remember. But um, bat nipples. Now, what is bat nipples? Huh? What? What is bat nipples? What is bat nipples? Okay, you know. Okay, so. Batman's suit. Yeah. You know how he doesn't have any fucking nipples? Because why would he need them on the suit? Well, problem solved. <laughs> yes. They gave his suit nipples, and Batgirl's in that movie. Did they give her nipples? No. <laughs> what the fuck? The one character that should. I mean, not even that. Just like, what are you do? What are you saying? Like, with these nipples? Like, are you trying to sexualize Batman? And you're saying we can't do that for, for Batgirl, or? Or are you like, it's a kid's movie, so we can't have nipples on a girl, but we can have them on the fucking dudes, though. What the fuck? I don't get it. It's just bizarre. So. One thing. A, I. Funnily, funnily enough, I loved Returns as a kid. And now I fucking hate that movie. Mm. That's pro. I honestly would probably like. I can at least enjoy the the camp of Batman and Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like if something it's is watchable. If something, yeah, if something is over the top, to me, I would rather be like over the top and fun rather than like over the top and like gothic and broody and shit like sinister and yeah like taking itself very seriously yeah like um and i'm 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 pretty much neutral on the uh original batman like i really like that one now i i never really cared for it that much um nicholson is probably my number three joker Uh, yeah I, um, I don't like it as much as the Joker. Yeah. But I really like Michael Keaton. Yeah. Batman. That, yeah. Um, I like Michael Keaton. 
a ton regardless. Yeah, same. Um, but I I always liked liked Forever uh, mainly because it was the one I owned as a kid, and so I watched it the most. Um, but also the taking away uh, Tommy Lee Jones trying to out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey which is really the movie's only real flaw, but it's a fatal one. Um, yeah, that was really gross, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, everything else about the movie is perfectly fine. Like, Val Kilmer was a wonderful Bruce Wayne and Batman, and probably one of the best, like, mixtures of the two. Um, yeah. uh, what's her name? Um, fucking... Uh... Fuck Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman. Um, uh, Nicole Nicole Kidman was a good uh, love interest in Foil, and I really like the the subplot, and we haven't gotten this in really in any other Batman movie, of digging into Bruce's psyche. Yeah. You know, and like... Well, up until the Nolan... Yeah, but like, like from a like, and from like an analytical like, oh, you're having dreams about your about your parents dying and and everything and like him like Bruce like coming. I feel like that did that honestly, maybe a little bit more honest or, I mean, and a, from a cinematic point, obviously Nolan did it better, but but just getting the point across, I feel like that honestly did it better, tying in the themes of like dealing with repressed memories and his identity of as Bruce Wayne versus Batman, and having that ultimatum scene where he had to had to choose, and then he chooses both and everything like. Com- especially for its time and compared to the the first two and to Batman and Robin I always thought that that was the, the more introspective of the original um, slate of Batman films um, as far as Nolan is is concerned um Honestly, Ledger is below Nicholson for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Batman Begins, though. Oh, ba- like okay, yeah. Psychology of uh, yeah. Batman. Uh, no, I, I, just, I just mean that, like, I just say that to say that I don't think much of the Dark Knight trilogy as Batman no, lore. No, I feel like it's Christopher Nolan playing around with those pieces. Yeah. And not having, like, really any, like... You want to talk about J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson or someone like ruining Star Wars or having no respect for the lore and history of Star Wars? People just don't know Batman or Batman characters or lore or whatever. And yeah, he did a good job with it. So I guess that like that's passable and there's something to be said about like like fandoms like Star Wars that are had reached that tipping point where they're 
basically uncontrollable masses that you can't ever please anyway, no matter how good the thing is. Right. But, like, the the Dark Knight trilogy shits all over Batman lore. Like, it just, it has literally, like, no respect for oh, it yeah, whatsoever. It has nothing to do with it. It's, I think Batman's one of those characters that gets, like, paralleled so many times. Like, it, parallel universe like so hard in, in like even the people who care about Batman don't give a shit if you tell like a weird Batman story yeah which is fucked up because that's he has a has a weird way about that yeah which is fucked up though because that's like the the Batman in cultural context like it's good to see Joaquin at least so far, we'll see if it holds, but replacing uh, Ledger's Joker as the, you know, as the, as the, as the de facto Joker, yeah, because, like, for years, it was really just, like, Leto in, like, comparison to, to Ledger, you know, people, like, just put up Leto as, as a, as a mockery to, like, it's like, oh, this isn't as good as that. Like, remember how right. good good it was? But now that there's a good one, and easily the best one that's ever been on film. Um, but now that there's a, a good one to to compare to, there's not as much talk about Ledger. It's just the the reference point is is Joaquin's. So hopefully, if there's ever another good Batman movie we'll have a reset on what Batman is. Because before, no, before Christopher Nolan, the the cultural point of Batman was bat nipples. <laughs> you know, so, like... So it was like a peak, and, like, how do you hit that again? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of things that are over, completely over the top, and unnecessary and shouldn't exist but do um man cgi was awful in the 90s cgi i think is still pretty awful <laughs> yeah but it's it's more effective more now i guess right it, and it depends on what you're doing with it but i i suck at visual art i'm i don't understand lighting or color theory or angles or any of the things that i would need i visualize things and that sucks um because when i write like when i write a scene i like, I can see in my head how I would imagine it playing out, but I have no capability of even storyboarding, even a basic concept of of what I see. But I could probably go into Blender and render a better Megazord than the <laughs> one that is in the Power Rangers movie. Like... So this is going somewhere, and I can't tell where. <laughs> Bandai. Yeah. Um, like, 
it's funny because everything else about the movie looks so much better. Like, the suits are so much nicer. The command center looks fucking dope. Um, they actually, like, put effort into the acting. Um, <laughs> like, everything about the movie is so, is so much better. Ivan Ooze is a fantastic character. Um... Where the fuck did that pig come from? <laughs> but then you get to the end, and it's like, what the fuck are these things? The, this is terrifying. Okay, there, there's the falcon. The falcon looks pretty good. That's, that's not bad. And then they build the Megazord, and it's just, what? It's, it's hideous here. I'm... Just gonna pull this up for them so they can just go go Power Rangers. That is like top tier theme. Oh, hands that down. In the Mortal Kombat theme from the movie. Yeah. Like those two are like on twin towers facing each other in an eternal struggle for most badass ripping <laughs> <laughs> theme of something. Theme of a fucking. Kids movie, I guess. Um, kind of like kids movie. Well, we watched some. We watched uh, an anime the other day that had like a pretty like ripping theme. Yeah, but they didn't fucking touch. You don't think so? No. I don't even remember what anime it was. Too probably right. I mean, all all animes they they have like a different spectrum of ripping theme yeah. songs. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I thought I remembered it looking thing? a lot different. Okay, so <laughs> so you may remember the thing that's on the box. Here's a comparison. It looks like kill so me. there. There's the one from the TV show. Yeah, it looks so much better. Yeah, that's that's the guy in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> and that thing is some CG monstrosity. And why they didn't just put the guy in the fucking suit makes literally no sense to me what whatsoever but maybe they lost the suit that's all I can think of oh yeah there's an owl outside oh that's super weird is that really what that is? yeah Does it mess yep. with the cats? I don't know. I haven't. I've never seen like I've never actually seen it. Scout looked pregnant today, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is? Oh, I'm pretty sure. She, like, oh. she was swollen. Yeah. Damn. Scout, Jesus. I bet it was Cool Breeze. I think it was Cool Breeze. I, I hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a new. A new Breeze? <laughs> Call him Seamus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's terrible. What? Uh, Cole Breeze Callahan. Yeah. What would we call him? Seafoam. I like all of these. <laughs> it's pretty good. Hi, yeah, this is my pet. It's a dandelion seafoam. <laughs> God, what am I? 
Am I a fucking granola mom? <laughs> what the hell happened? A granola mom? You are literally pastel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I like that. I You're like pastels. Pastel. I am wearing pastel. I'm wearing pastel green. Underneath the pastel. I'm wearing like mint pastel. Holy shit, I have a fucking Skeletor <laughs> t-shirt on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm peeking. <laughs> but, yeah, there's not any... There's no real depth to that to that movie, though. Like, there's... Since it's such a long series, you can probably mine more depth out of the show if you just dig at it. The entire time. Just watch the Sentai bits. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the the Sentai bits are, are great. And I always noticed that as a kid. Like, I didn't know, like, it was Japanese footage, but it always, like, like his shield's different in this scene. Like, yeah. why is the... And, like, the light... better. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, the, the lighting was... I want to know what they shot that on. Because I... And it may just be, like, imprint of, like, that being one of the first things I watched in my life. But the way that the Sentai footage looked, you know what I mean? Like... It felt like another world. It felt like... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just the the angles being so different and... Everything seeming so majestic and ancient. It, yeah. It's it's that, because obviously the angles you have to get to, you know, to make it look like everything is so gigantic and all of, and all of that, but... Even the film grain. Exactly, that's what I was getting at, was like, the, the film grain gives it a certain, gives a certain quality that I just love. Um, that the movie doesn't have at all, because it's all... American footage. <laughs> you know, it's very, very different kind of thing, but uh, Resident Evil 4, I felt like, had a similar aesthetic to the Sentai footage in that it was like, it kind of feels like it's on that, like, film grain from that, like, exploitation era of, uh, in, in America. Yeah. Like, damn. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint this because I don't know precisely, like, what they were using but right. What was going on with that? But it's this kind of like faded gray almost. Like everything feels like there's a fog over it. But it's also like colors still peak and stuff and there's not like a like the a delusive or diluted effect. Delusive. Yeah, I think I made up a word. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? Sure. Alright, it is now. Everything is a word if you try hard enough. That's I feel like true. you just like weirdly described the color blindness that I had. Alright. <laughs> uh, another movie, though, branching off of the like cinematography, I love the way that the first Turtles movie looks. Yeah. It shot almost like a fucking... Noir movie. Yeah. Like, parts of it feel like 
they're pushing Raphael as like a hard-boiled detective. Right. Like the trench coat and the on the streets of New York shit, yeah. getting in a fight with mm-hmm. street toughs. Yeah. <laughs> but like... What if that's what he was supposed to be originally, was the detective turtle? That's not bad either, really. But like... The sewer feels wet. Yeah. You know, like, in a... It's, like, gross when they're down there. Yeah, in a in a way that it never is in the second movie. Like, yeah. when they go, like, go back down to I the... I don't want to live there with them. Yeah, and, like, I didn't even... It, like, in the third movie, it never even registers in my mind that they're down in, down in a sewer. Like, it feels like a... Like, the cartoon set come to life, which is fine, but in the first one, it's... It's so, um, so moist and, like, so much, like, reverb and, like, it's so late 80s. Like, it's so, like, it's so saturated, but, like, tired at the same time and, like, just, it's acquired so much gunk from the <laughs> from the worst decade of human existence up to this point. Um yeah, it's just that shit's rough. And and so like I know it's what you mean though. That that first movie is so like grim. Yeah. And gloomy. Oh yeah. It's like the whole plot centers around like kids being kidnapped for drug cells, right? Or something like that. So um, like being constructed by the Foot Clan, right? Yeah. To sell drugs for ninjas. I, I don't remember. I see. Yeah, that's. I don't. Hi, sorry to bother you in your house. Uh, we're here for drugs for ninjas. Um, <laughs> we're a nonprofit that uh, <laughs> gives drugs to ninjas. Tries to get meth in the hands of stealth warriors, and we would just really appreciate a contribution. I, th- I think they're just like building an army to. For whatever reason, I don't... Just to be the Foot Clan. Yeah, it's like... Fine. Fuck you. There's ninjas in New York. Like, th- honestly, <laughs> the, York. the second one is is way more clear. Like, they want to kill the turtles. But in the first movie, they don't know that the turtles exist until... They become a problem for them. Right. Um... And the the second movie is such such a departure from the from the first movie. Yeah, like it's 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 like if someone like entered into like your like your dungeon under your house and turned the lights on and like and like shot confetti out at you <laughs> and everything. Like it's just such a huge like shift. From the original, um, and the third feels more, more of a pullback, but it's still like it's it's pastiche of what the first one was as far as like tone wise. Like it's still, like it's just the fact that the the setting of the third is lends itself to being a little bit more mature, even just from like uh like from a shot and cinematography perspective, but it still isn't 
it isn't like on the same level of like um dark and grimy as the first one is you know like mm. what i liked about the second one was that the action sequences though they were a lot less like heavy-handed and kind of more impactful like the first and third movies they did have that kind of like jackie chan uh aesthetic of like at least yeah. in the mall scene in the beginning yeah having that like uh frenetic using your environment kind of fight and you just end up fighting with ridiculous objects because yeah. of where you are yeah. i always like that yeah. yeah there's a scene in police story where uh jackie can fights like 15 guys with a ladder and it's it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's really um accumulative like i like a lot of things in in secret of the ooze and I, shit, I might watch, watch tonight. Fuck it. But <laughs> it, it's one of those things, like, there's little, little things that just accumulate into its, and I still love it, but it's probably my least favorite of, of the three. And mm -hmm. definitely, I would say, the weakest of, of the three, even though the third one isn't that, great either it doesn't have I feel like two is better but there are a lot of like little little things like little little jokes and deliveries and um, things like that that detract from it that take it down a lot the third one isn't a great movie but there's really nothing offensive about it that I can really think of that's like okay this like not knocks it down a peg for me. That one I've definitely seen the least because I never saw it as a kid. I only saw it like as an adult. I think I've only seen it once. But from what I can gather, it just didn't feel like... I feel like it was trying to regain a little bit of the sincerity of the first movie, but in its setting, it was trying to divert so much. Maybe because, I don't know, it almost feels like they were skirting away from something like... Because why do you need another level removed from in weirdness in a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I get that, like, time travel is was a big thing in the show and like in the, in the video games, and like it it works with the turtles for some reason. But like, right. to throw the samurai thing on top of it, yeah. and that's so confusing. <laughs> whenever they're ninjas. <laughs> But there were samurai in that movie, right? Am I tripping? Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. I haven't seen it in a long time. That's just weird. It's like putting a hat on a hat and then like mutating the hats and then putting them in like a fried dough and then putting a hat on that. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm torn because well no no I won't I would I would be torn of whether or not to do this for uh for Patreon or no one gives a shit so not but everyone's fucking broken on the struggle right now so we're not going to do that um but, all that to say, 
Next week, as I said, will be uh, another review of the Clone Wars. And then, after that, um, and a few weeks after that, will be the final review and our, our whole synopsis on the season. But between then and after that, for a little bit, uh, we're going to do um, commentaries on on these movies that we that we uh we talked about so um what do you guys want to do first well, you oh, seemed really shit. into doing charlotte's web oh hell yeah you want to do that yeah. okay so so next week will be ahsoka's um ahsoka's walkabout um arc recap and review and then the week after that, we'll give you guys a special couch lock commentary on um, Charlotte's Web. So, uh, that's the original cartoon, not the... 06 and... Oh, boy. Oh, what the fuck? Why? Anyway. The two other live actions. Why? Oh, in 2012? Yeah. I didn't know those were real. Not up until today. What? Why would you do them that close? Like, uh, money? One was like an actual little girl, which made sense to me. And the other one... I mean, the girl is irrelevant to that story. Like, the kid is barely in... It's it's Wilbur's story. The the vehicle to get Wilbur to the... Yeah. This one was... The live action is all about the little girl. Oh, of course it is. And the next one, and it's a real pig, and then there's another one with a CGI pig. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nothing cares about her. She abandoned Wilbur. Well, she had to leave. She's the only one to... And I watched a lot of pig movies as a kid. I think the movie ends differently in the live action. Gordy. (gasps) Gordy. You know, yeah, okay. What is Gordy? Is he Gordy the pig? Yeah, Gordy. Gordy was was a pig who uh, lived on lived on a farm and like he got separated from his from his family or something. He like went yeah. ac- he like went across America like trying Gordy to get homeward bounded. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's homeward bound the pig. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but I honestly I was like nothing about the movie super sticks out to me but it was so like as a kid yeah that's gotta be the best elevator pitch that's ever been given (laughs) Homer Bound but pig hang on remember Homer Bound hang on hang on (laughs) there's a pig involved (laughs) oh did you guys watch Rush Hour um yeah as a kid I was yeah I was gonna say I used to watch that every week with my grandfather and I was gonna put that on the list but then I was like maybe mm. <laughs> that movie probably hasn't aged well now that it's I think trilogy. about it yeah I know that the third one hasn't that's the one we watched a lot uh, no I don't think I I watched a lot of um, of Shanghai Noon and Nights mmm Yep. Owen Wilson was my preferred uh Jackie Chan team up. <laughs> but uh That was that was a thing for a while. They were like, You can't fucking speak English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>